Hello and welcome to Room Escape Divas, your podcast on everything escape rooms. We're excited because we have Rich Bragg, who's the CEO and co-founder of Clue Keeper, but also he headed the Top Escape Room Project Enthusiast Choice Awards, which we will discuss today. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you on, Rich. My name is Errol. I'm Amanda. And I'm Mike. On Skype. Yay, Mike Yay! is here! Mike is here remotely. <laughs> Mike, Mike is here remotely, yeah. but he's here, so we're super Where's excited. Where's Ruby? Where's, I don't know where Ruby is. Why are you asking me? Well, I'm, t- I'm talking into the air. <laughs> oh, okay. You were I'm, looking at me when I you were saying I was looking at you. Ruby. I'm like, sorry. Like, I knew. It's like, not Ruby's that they could tell that. sick. Oh, she's yeah. sick. Oh, right, because she hurt herself. Unless she has strep throat. Everybody has strep throat at my work. That scares me. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Anyway, again, welcome, Rich Bragg. I'm so glad that we could finally talk to you. I scheduled this like at the last minute. So before we get into the Enthusiast Choice Awards, the Terpeka, or the Braggs, as the enthusiasts like to affectionately call these awards, (laughs) why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself, Rich Bragg? I I know that you don't like to be called Richard, and I'm trying really hard not to say Richard. (laughs) I know, it's really hard for me. I have never heard you call him Richard before, so I'm not sure. I've been really good at not calling. Calling them that. Okay. That's why. Yeah. When you call me Richard, I think you're scolding me. So <laughs> I should get your middle name. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm I'm of course an escape room enthusiast. Um, I've I've been playing escape rooms as long as they've been around, as far as I know. Um, I'm I just hit over 600 last week. Wow. Or not last oh. week. A couple weeks ago. I'm also a big puzzle hunt guy. I mean, I've been doing that since uh, around 2000, I think, and. You know, puzzle hunts was sort of my main obsession of as far as hobbies go until uh, escape rooms came out. And now puzzle hunts just aren't around as much anymore, but I still enjoy them and do them whenever I can. I do run the company Clue Keeper that you mentioned. Um, Clue Keeper is a platform for creating and running various types of hunts like puzzle hunts and scavenger hunts. Um, they can be location based. They can be online. We've got like uh, 68 hunts that can be played at any time and they're in Five different countries, 18 different states, two Canadian provinces. Uh, what else do I do? Um, I did this Top Escape Rooms project, which we're talking about. You also set the Guinness Book of World yeah, Records. Yeah, I was going to ask. Oh, that's like... right. Yeah, we were, that was a couple <laughs> podcasts ago, actually. Just something you did last week. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. So That's okay. They, people have heard us interview on that as well so it's, yeah. right. we, it's still fresh in my mind it's old news to you <laughs> oh no no i mean that was that was that was definitely a highlight of the year there so so you had a great year there's all been all sorts of stuff it has been a crazy year yeah absolutely and and i think you know part of the the inspiration for the top escape rooms project was was when we were traveling in uh in europe and moscow and stuff like that and that really made me want to make this happen so so getting back to Clue Keeper, uh-huh. how long has that been around? So it is a, it's like an app that you can use to keep track of puzzle hunts and any type of scavenger puzzle kind of Absolutely. game that you have going. And I assume because you're so into the puzzle hunt world that you decided, I'm going to make one. Yeah. So, I mean, Clue Keeper, it was sort of conceived around, I want to say like maybe 2011, 2012, something like that. And we really started um, in earnest creating it in around 2012. And the reason for that, for that sort of project, was because you know playing in the puzzle hunt community, one thing that I found was that everybody that would run a puzzle hunt would basically start from scratch and recreate their own 
uh, software to administer the hunt. And that mm -hmm. became like a huge burden on everybody that would run a puzzle hunt. And there was no sort of unified system and stuff like that. And I also wanted to provide something that could kind of help puzzle hunts become more mainstream. And so um, I got together with uh, Brent Holman, who runs a company called Shinteki, and the two of us founded Cluekeeper and basically sought out to, to build this software that would be really great for running puzzle hunts of all kinds and also allow people to uh, create their own hunts and sort of make them available for sale and, and, and make it just more ubiquitous around the world. So we've been growing very slowly over time, and the company actually launched in 2013, and we've we've grown every year a little bit more than the last year, and and now you know we're we're uh, all over the place and and uh, still growing. This year was the has been sort of like the year where we've really started taking on escape room companies too. Um, we went to the oh. yeah we went to the um, Transworld conference in Nashville and uh, had a booth there for the first time. We just wanted to sort of test the market and stuff like that. And we found that the escape room companies were super excited to have something like this available. And we've got a bunch of new cu new customers that way where escape rooms will basically create a hunt on Cluekeeper and it can supplement their their escape room business. Oh, so cool. it's been pretty cool. There are a few escape rooms, I noticed, that are trying to do small puzzle hunts in their local community where they could go around to different stores or locations that they partner with. And so... It sounds like Cluekeeper would be great for that. Absolutely, and that that is actually the primary use case that a lot of these uh, a lot of the escape room companies are doing with this. So yeah, the the response from the community has been great, and uh, it's now I would say sort of like our number one avenue for new clients. So it's great. Oh wow, I do remember that was one question somebody had. I put a question on the Facebook enthusiast group about <laughs> interesting topics, and one person said. How can we keep our clients still top of mind once they've done all of our rooms? Right. Mm. That's why I think ha having yearly or or maybe for the special events like Easter and Christmas, Father's Day, who knows, you could run a little puzzle hunt. Not that puzzle hunts are easy to create, <laughs> but right. if you can find yeah, but if you can find a person who is who's eager to create that and clue keepers available, that'd be kind of, that'd be amazing. Yeah. One of the other things that's nice about puzzle hunts for escape room companies is that they can scale in ways and they can address things that you can't actually do with an escape room. For instance, you can run a puzzle hunt for hundreds of people all at once. Whereas mm -hmm. in an escape room, you can only handle, you know, up to 10 or so per hour. This is an opportunity for, different sort of scale of events that that you just can't do with escape rooms and so it's nice if you're a puzzly company to have a variety of sort of puzzling endeavors that people can take and then you can have prizes like you know discounts at your escape room that's exactly what that's what one escape room did here they didn't use clue keeper we should i uh, should have suggested it to them but i just found out about the puzzle hunt like a week ago yeah <laughs> but and it, then you won it well no i only won second <laughs> It was, but it was funny because they were it, they had an employee. This is Looking Glass Adventures, and they had an employee who was really excited about creating these things. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant! If you can find an employee that wants to create puzzle hunts for you, just let them go. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> not let them go, not in the job sense. I mean, let them go ahead and do it. I mean, it can only be helpful as long as it's a good yeah. puzzle hunt and nobody gets upset with you. But yeah. for her, uh, Christine was, I think, amazed at at the traction that it got and the awareness from other people who were oh i want to do this okay let's let, let's get back to the terpeca yeah <laughs> yeah actually that's a that's a topic of its own so uh so i noticed you say terpeca and to me it's always been terpica 
Oh, and I'm I always, sorry. No, but that, but, but the the reason why that's interesting is that literally every person that I've heard talk that I've talked to about it has said Terpeka. So oh. you know, maybe we have a GIF GIF situation on our hands here. <laughs> <laughs> but I always say, I always, personally, I always say Terpeka. That's why the brags would be just yeah. so much, you know, there's so much less ambiguity with oh, that one. Because so. it's Rich. For anybody listening in, we're talking <laughs> to Rich Bragg. Yeah. It's his baby. So yeah. we call it the Bragg. The Bragg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we, and then it also helps if anybody wants to brag about yeah, it. Yeah. It's know, just, it's, it's it just so fits perfect. perfectly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <feel> strangely silent. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Rich Bragg likes calling it the Braggs, or maybe it's just like how Dan Egner doesn't like how we talk about him on every podcast. <laughs> maybe are we going to start collecting I'll people that, that we box. have to mention at least once? <laughs> Sorry, what? Put this on your bingo cards. Yeah, <laughs> nice. So I don't know why I call it the Terpecas. It just yeah. seemed I call it Terpica. Yeah, you know, like that's a you know, here's some common use. Like, yo, that's a Terpica 25. I think Terpeca works just as well. So, you know, I'm happy that. I'm happy that people are even using the term at all because that means that something's gone well. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is the controversy mm-hmm. or controversy. <laughs> oh boy! What? <laughs> Touche. Harold okay. is all okay. over the place today. Yes. No. 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 It's not all over the place because because there was the video that was put out by Sherlock. Oh, I still watched it. You I haven't watch watched it. that video. That's okay, because at the end he says, "But I want to. I think it'd be better to call it Terras. No, Terras. See, no, I don't he, even he know what he wanted to call T-E-R-A, it. <laughs> which you know. So here's my take on that. Yeah, there's a lot of words in Terpica or Terpeca, but I actually think that the acronym Terpica is is sort of more distinguished or more distinctive than than T E R A, which which I think would have even a harder time deciding on exactly how to pronounce it. And then if somebody says, oh, a terror room, you'd be like, what? Did you mean a terror room? Or <laughs> or a tarot room. Or a tarot room, yeah. Or a terra room, like Earth. Yeah. If we could just, but exactly. if we called it a brag room, then everybody oh. would understand. I, I, we oh, just yeah. keep on meant to brag. Oh, I mean, man. It's just great. I guess, I guess that's just less novel when I've lived with that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been out, how long has the... Escape room. The Braggs have been out now for what is it? A month? I don't know how long. Let's been see. Out they came for? out just before Thanksgiving, which probably doesn't mean much to Canadian November, folks. November. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was the like about a the, about a week left in in November, something like that. So late okay. November. So it's been about a oh, month, I'd say. So it has been about a month, and it's yeah. great because there's been a a lot of a lot of blogs have covered it. We do have. We do have a bunch of companies mentioning the Braggs on their website, so it's pretty cool. How has reception been? You probably get oh. email and things like that, because you have your email there saying, hey, contact me. Yeah, I have been overwhelmed with how positive the response has been from owners and players and everything. I have gotten a good number of people that have contacted me that say, hey, I want to be part of this. Can I be a voter next year? And I've I've been keeping a list of those people and inviting them to join the Slack where they where they can talk about it with us. Um, I've gotten owners that have like both owners from from companies that won and companies that didn't win that just said you know they really support this initiative. And and I've gotten companies that have written in and say hey we think we think uh, you'd love our room you should come play it because I think it it should be considered for next year. So it's just been it's just been awesome. I've been I've been so happy about it. I, it just inspires me to to 
make it bigger and better next year. So I have I am so pleased and and uh, with with all the people that participated. When I first sort of start, started this project, I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but basically the way that it started was I was looking at uh, you know some of these other online polls like USA Today and stuff like that. And it seemed like the state of the art in the in the system was to have these online polls that people would vote for. And every time the results would come out and I'd always be disappointed with them. And I'd talk with other enthusiasts and they'd be like, what the heck is this? Like, you know, at least they <laughs> they got better at, at nominating uh, the rooms. But then it seemed like, you know, the voting just seemed very poorly correlated with with anybody's opinion that I knew that had played multiple of the rooms. And so I was having a conversation with, I think, Nick Baxter um, about, hey, I have this idea of how we could do this better and different and stuff like that. And But the only way it would work is if I were able to get, like, all the top enthusiasts to participate. And he's like, well, why don't you post on uh, Slack and see if you can get it? And so what I did was I, I posted – you probably remember this. I posted a thing on there that said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this project. If I can get, like, 30 people or 25 people, I don't remember what it was, to, to give me the thumbs up on this, then I'll go ahead and do it. I'll be on the hook for it. And sure enough, I got – I got enough people and I started doing it. And I still thought, like even when I first proposed the project, I, I still thought that there would be a lot of Uber enthusiasts that would refuse to participate because a lot of people I feel like don't like ranking or don't like rating rooms and they don't like comparing them because it's so hard to compare. And I, I thought that like most of the people on Slack or, or a lot of people on Slack would just say, you know what, I'm not going to participate in this because I don't really believe that two, the room should be compared to each other because they're each their own, you know, special snowflake and and, <laughs> and and should be done that way. But it wasn't that at all. It was it was amazing in that literally every person that that was on my wish list of like the people that I would really want to participate in this project, 100% of them were happy to participate. And and some of them like uh, like Ken and Sarah from the UK actually helped find more people that I didn't even know of that were super enthusiasts. And and the final list of people we got is just staggering. And I'm so grateful for everybody's participation. And the response from everybody has been amazing. Now I want to know who the secret list of top enthusiasts Richard Bragg, Rich Bragg has. <laughs> well, it was... It, it, it wasn't based on it wasn't based on anything except for I had kind of like a rough idea of all the people that I knew of that had played say like four hundred or more rooms, and and through various to be honest, ways. There's only like eight of those people. <laughs> there's more than you think, okay, actually. More. Like I know, that's, I'm that's kidding. That's what I started. Kidding. That's what I thought at the beginning. Um, but yeah, like we've we've found a bunch of people that are up in that level and. And a, and a bunch more have actually come out of the woodwork since we published that will be included next year. So it's pretty shocking to me how many how many people there are in the stratosphere of, of hundreds of escape rooms played. And it's exciting. I know, because then we can get them to join the Slack and we can talk at them. Indeed. That's what I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. But anyways, I kind of went on a tangent there. But That wasn't a tangent. That oh, was not a, at all. That was uh, introducing how you came up with the idea. That was great. Cool. <laughs> so you hope to make this... I hope that you're going to make this a yearly thing, but do you have plans on making it bigger or expanding it or morphing it? What are you yeah, thinking there? That, I've been spending some time thinking about that, actually, and um, I think... That's a that's a lot of thinking, then, because I can imagine if it's your math brain going at oh. it and all the math happening... <laughs> math brain. Yeah, it's going to be complicated. Uh, that's like your yeah. disease, your disease. <laughs> you have math brain. Oh. 
Oh, by the way, before I before I get into that some more, I also want to specifically thank you, Errol, because I think that you kind of gave me a big boost and you contributed a ton of stuff to the project and helped with the website and helped get the word out and stuff like that. And I definitely could not have done any of this without your help and and uh, really appreciate that. So thank you, Errol. Oh, no, no problem. Well, thank Yay. you. I was I was 110% behind <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And now that the beautiful logo that you made is like splashed all over these different companies' websites, which is super cool too like almost almost all of the top 25 rooms i i i stock their websites now and then and i find like whenever i go in there and like someone one of these websites has the logo just like front and center when you go to their page i'm like oh that's awesome way to go errol (laughs) (laughs) did you notice the logo is two keys I did. That's what the ribbon is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm t- oh, no, sorry. I'm talking to Manpans. Oh. I'm looking at Manpans right I'm now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember what You're the logo looks like. Trying to remember what the logo. Is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> like, oh no, I could lie. Yeah, just like, oh yeah, keys. That looks amazing. Yeah. And, like, and the badge is a key as well. Right. The badge is so it's all about oh, keys. I don't have my phone. Anyway, if you forget yeah. a really long <laughs> URL, you can go to terpica.com. Yes, yeah. we have a brand new URL. Cool. T-E-R-P-E-C-A dot com. Yeah. I think there was a lot of, it was great. There was a lot of talk about what the what the URL should be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't think it was much help to Richard Rich there because he would say, what about this? Like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> and then he's like, or maybe this. Yeah, that sounds good too. And it's like, you're not making a decision. No, I think they all sound good. Whatever you'd like, Rich. Yeah. So in the end, I ended up having, there's actually three different URLs that all go to the same place. They're all sort of similar, but you can choose whichever one you like. And then we have to buy all the ones that say things like, Terpica sucks, because somebody's (laughs) going to get that first. (laughs) I don't know. Should Terpica sucks actually redirect to us? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We we buy it so nobody else can use it and then steal all our work. Yeah, and that page could just say, no, you suck. <laughs> anyway, oh, so you were asking dear. about uh, plans for what's next. Yeah. So definitely, I want to do the same thing next year. Um, and when I mean same thing, I want to sort of look at sort of ways I might want to change it or make it better. Um, things I've considered. I'm not certain I'm going to keep the company's category. All that's that's something to to discuss. One of the things that I found was that you could almost kind of infer the top companies from the top rooms. Yeah, they were. It was easy for us to program website wise because they were all the same. I got all the same information. Right. I don't have to do any more research. And, and, I, and the other thing about the top companies thing is that I think it's really difficult to even establish what a criteria means for to be a top company because there's so many different axes and ways that a company can excel. And mm-hmm. and I think in the in the end, people the the top companies were the ones with the top rooms, pretty much. So, um, and and then there was like I had a thing where. You could only nominate or vote for a room if you if you or sorry for a company if you'd played two or more rooms, and <clears throat> that was a little bit controversial. I think in in some ways um, there were a good number of people that even though the instructions were that many people still tried to nominate companies where that only had one room, and so oh, that one of them was Manpan. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't. No, no. I, when I was when I was doing the voting, I I actually voted for a room in which I only played one of the room at the company. Yeah, and it had more than one, she and I was cheated. like, I care not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. But I'd heard so many good things about the other room. I you know. Yeah. 
assumed. No, that, that's yeah. totally fair. I mean, I actually, I'm, I think I might have even accidentally voted for one under similar circumstances, and then I realized it and retracted it. But yeah, I mean, anyways, I don't know. I think that's a discussion point that we'll need to have with, you know, the with I'll probably have this discussion on Slack to see whether we keep the companies list or not. But, you know, I guess it's cool to have to be a top company. And we did actually have one company in the list that got the company award, but just missed being in the top rooms list. So it was nice hmm. to, to honor them. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, that's a subject to discuss. I definitely want to like one of the big things I want to address next time is I want to try to get more coverage in the areas where we don't have we didn't really have any voters definitely. like I've heard that places like Israel have a lot of great rooms and Greece. Greece, yep. Um and Asia. Absolutely. Yeah, so I would love to get more representation from voters uh that can actually both uh compare the rooms in those regions but ideally also have people that have played those ones and have also played some of the other rooms so that we can do meaningful comparisons between the regions cuz that's a that's a a tough part like if we get a bunch of people in in you know the asian countries that have played those rooms but they haven't played any of the ones in europe or, or the us then it just becomes really difficult to still have an mm-hmm. overall list that that has any meaning very true so that means you should travel more rich yeah i mean there's also of course the language issue because you know if you go mm-hmm. it, you know i i don't speak anything really but english and and fortunately most of the rooms that i've played in europe have english versions um, or, you know, in, as in the case of our time in Russia, we had somebody with us, uh, Anna, that spoke Russian. And so, you know, maybe I just need to find, you know, people that speak the native tongue wherever I travel and make sure to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> would, would it ever be a thing like if we, with the expansion of more regions and with the less likelihood that people who play in those regions cross over into other regions, would it be a possibility of maybe separating it, separating it by region instead, like having a list per region as opposed to having all the regions compete together. Yeah. I mean, sure. That's certainly a possibility. Um, I would consider that. Um, I would think that, I mean, really to make it connect, we only need to have like some crossover and, and, uh, and, you know, it's not going to be super accurate, but I think that it's still like the way that the, the algorithm works still does a pretty good job of sorting things out if there is some connection. So if somebody is a super enthusiast in in Asia and you just have one person that maybe can, can tie it together a few rooms, then that gives us the bridges we need to make an overall list that at least still makes some sense. So one of the a great example of that actually, um, there was a little bit of controversy about one of the results in the in this year's project, which was the um, there was a room in Spain that only had two people play, and it ended up being the eleventh rated room that was a room by uh, called golden pop um in in spain and the reason why i think it was able to actually be in my mind still sort of meaningfully ranked and and i and i think is actually a worthy winner is a couple reasons one is is that it was played by uh two different people that were primarily spanish enthusiasts and they had both played over 800 rooms which puts them in the you know, probably count on one hand in terms of most experience in the world. And they both voted that their number one room overall. So that's a pretty strong signal. And especially based on, you know, how I set up the the parameters on the project, I really wanted people to be able to have 
meaningful influence if they if they were super experienced and and had such a strong opinion. The fact that that room got to eleventh was only possible because they had played other rooms that they'd ranked below that that other enthusiasts had also ranked in their in their own rankings, and having that connection between the two helped the algorithm sort of find a proper place for where that could possibly go. And so um, I think we, the similar thing could happen is if we have, you know, if we have a bunch of people in Asia and we have a bunch of people in, you know, Israel or Greece or whatever, all it takes is one or two people that can actually tie those regions together that allows us to still integrate everything. So, Do you hope to expand the categories possibly? Possibly. So uh, I haven't really considered that much, but that's an, that's a possibility. I have also considered maybe in addition to having the um, the overall rankings to maybe maybe have like um, like what Manpen suggested is is have uh, have sort of sub regional rankings as well that that might be sort of like a secondary award. One thing I did find interesting in the voting portion of this is that you we didn't have to give a reason why we were voting it it wasn't like we were subdividing it or anything it was just is it a good room is it a really good room or isn't it and it's that's one thing that i'd be interested to see is what were people's bases for like ranking the rooms like i ranked you know i ranked one because like i walk in and i think i'm in that world and it all works well like i i i tended to rank based on complete experience right like how close did it get to having the whole package of a great escape room uh but other people might have had other criteria right how was the narrative oh my gosh i was blown away by that oh my gosh the puzzle design in this one right and (laughs) yeah yeah uh, (laughs) i wanted to get quotes from people for different rooms so that when you expanded Mm. a room you could see why people voted for this room except then that would have meant I would have made everybody do even more work. And... Yeah. I mean, I think that's also one of the things I worry about a little bit too, is like if we have, you know, the same amount of ranking and everything for different categories, that puts so much more burden on all the voters and all the participants to like actually mm-hmm. have to think about one more access to, to sort on things. That's true. Yeah. But if they're already voting on what their top room is in general, then we could just split that off by sub-region and that might be easier. That's true. I mean, it's actually easy to just do regional filters if we have one overall thing that just does the whole list and then we can, you know, take subsets of that. That's, that's trivial and requires no more, uh, no more access. But I think it, an, another thing that might be cool is basically using the same methodology but doing like almost hyper local versions of it for like major cities. So like we maybe we identify like the major escape room destination cities and use this as you know use the same sort of methodology but only for enthusiasts within that city to get like the top ten or something in each given city for you know that then. When you're planning your trip to Amsterdam or you're planning your trip to, you know, wherever, then you you just have the list of games you need, you should be playing. <laughs> no, I think that'd be great. And then we don't have to use the Slack anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you go to, or, no, the, or the agree. enthusiast group. That'd be great if you're going to New Orleans. Now we have a list for people yeah. to automatically choose. Like, it's updated every year. Yeah. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I think my, 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 my dream for this is that, you know, we... I, and, and I'm going to probably work on this some this year is that basically the contributors will be able to log into the website at some point, And at any point they'll be able to nominate a new room anytime during the year. 
And then people can then, whenever they log back in, they can then incorporate into their rankings any new rooms that have showed up or new rooms that they've played so that it's not like a, it's not like a one-time thing. You can kind of, you can kind of go in and make your, make your nominations and your rankings kind of as you go. And then it's, then it doesn't become a big, a big burden. And then they can Mm. update their own profiles and things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was a lot of work (laughs) for sure. (laughs) We we had so many plans for the website, but we just didn't have enough time. I thought, yeah. I should go and find pictures of everybody. Then I thought, no, that's dumb. Why would I do that? That's a lot of work. You did the biggest trolley thing ever to me for that website, too. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I was like, oh, uh, do you want me to upload a photo of you to the website? And I thought, like, oh, are they doing that? Okay, hang on. I think I have a headshot, an old headshot somewhere I could use. And, yeah, you can use that one. He's like, okay, nobody else is. Like, why, did you, why did you even? Ask me. It's uh, like, that's Errol. It's like you think, you think you're more important than them. I'm like, no, you asked me. Oh. Oh. oh, speaking of which, we did run into a few problems. Oh, <laughs> Can't. I was afraid you'd bring this up. Make the Well, one thing, the, the, the another reason why I I'm behind. The the brags, the terpecas, the terpecas, whatever. I don't know if I'm behind. I, I don't know if I like the brags anymore. What? Why don't you like Yay! the brags? You're Thanks, just man, culture. The more we're saying it, the more it sounds like an illness you have. Like, oh, I got a bad <laughs> case of the brags. I'm not sure how to take that. If you're in love with Rich Braggs. So, oh, I've got a bad case of the brags. <laughs> okay. uh, anyway, sorry. Anyway, no, I was saying that. <laughs> We wanted to be transparent with everything. That yep. We made a mistake, but the, we are dedicated to getting the right information out there. So we will work at this till we get it right. Yep. And the thing I'm talking about is is the the first initial. If anybody watches our Facebook our Facebook presentation, our live Facebook Live where we announce the winners, we found out what was it the next day? Yeah, that it was there the next was an day. Error. <laughs> yeah oh and by the way i don't know if i ever mentioned this too but when we were doing the facebook live thing we actually completely skipped one of the rooms too <laughs> yes yes we skipped a room i know yeah, <laughs> yeah. but anyways oh, i even had notes up oh, so yeah i can i can talk a little bit about the whole controversial like redoing like redoing the data and stuff like that so Basically, what went down is a couple people sort of independently asked me about who had played a certain room that had done really well. And it was people that either played the room or had very good knowledge of who might have played the room. And both of them were like, I feel like there's one more person that considered this, that voted on this room than than I actually think played this room. And so two people independently mentioning that to me made me go like, okay, well, for one thing, I'm not going to tell anybody who voted for anything because that was that was a sort of core principle that that everybody's voting was private, and that I would be the only one to see it, to see the data. So I went and I looked, and I found that somebody had in fact voted for a room, and I personally know the person, and I personally knew that that person had not played that room, and so I was like, "Huh, that's weird." And then I looked a little further at that same person's data and found that. In fact, all the rooms that the person rated were rooms that the person hadn't played. Whoa. And to make matters even worse, 
the those rankings made absolutely no sense because you know I have a good enough sense for for the rooms that you know I could kind of tell the difference between somebody's ratings based on sort of personal preference and some that are some that are just make absolutely no sense because the ratings are just totally wonky and it was the latter case so I contacted the person and asked about it and they were completely shocked that this had happened because in their minds they didn't do anything like that and they rated the rooms and they remembered how they rated them and stuff like that I think what it came down to is if I can describe how the UI worked for the voters um, there were two tables of of rooms and on it started off on the left hand side there was a table of all the rooms that you that could be ranked and there was a blank table on the right and what you were supposed to do is drag rooms over to the right that you had played and then ultimately you would drag all the rooms you played over the right and then you'd sort them on the right and um, and then that would be submitted as your room ranking now I don't know whether this was a, a user bug error or maybe it was a software bug but at somehow, what had happened was the rooms that were submitted for that person were the rooms that were on the list of rooms they hadn't played, and the rooms that they had played uh, was not submitted at all because they didn't submit the list of, of you know that was on the left. So what that did is it totally mucked up some of the rating the rankings, and so the person completely remembered exactly how they did it, and so I had them resubmit their rankings properly. And I reran the results, and a few rooms got bumped around a bit. I think there were only yeah, maybe three or four rooms that moved more than one spot, but there was a handful of other rooms that moved one spot. Um, and I and I told Errol about this, and I was like, "Oh man, this is the worst. What are we gonna do?" And, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. And so we had some discussion, and we both we both you know enthusiastically agreed that we needed to fix it, and we needed to we needed to do it all. And because of this, I actually then went back and I hand-checked every single person's rankings to see if, if anybody else had, had had that issue. And it turns out that no one else had anything that looked even remotely weird. So when we, when we re-ran it, one of the, one of the, the we, we really didn't want to retract any of the, of the people that we had announced on air were going to win the award. And fortunately, um, the lowest any of the ones dropped was to 25 and we had already debated ahead of time how many rooms we were going to recognize as winners, and so going from twenty to twenty-five was a was what we decided to do. And you know what? There was plenty of arguments that we should have started with twenty-five, so I felt completely comfortable doing that. And um, and then the nice thing was is that as a result, we were able to recognize five more rooms that had uh, that that had previously not been recognized, and so. I think overall, it turned out uh, that it could have been a lot, lot worse. And I talked to all the, uh, there had been a, a, a few uh, bloggers and, and people that had posted about it, including their their responses to which rooms had won and made reference to the numbers. And and I like basically said, hey guys, we have this problem. Is there any chance I can get one when, when I republish these results that you can update your posts and your, your blog posts and your Facebook posts and whatever to recognize the, the new numbers? And they were able to do that, and it was it, it, it turned out not to be so bad. It, it's interesting because, in some sense, there is some criticism to be had that you know one person's votes ha- making that much of an impact on certain uh, of the company or the certain of the rooms means that you know the the results are kind of brittle. But on the other hand, I think one of the one of the things we were shooting for here is that we had a very trusted group of people that that. I either knew personally or knew from 
or somebody that I knew personally knew personally, and we really wanted people to be empowered to have meaningful contributions that could actually affect these rankings. And so in some senses, the fact that that demonstrated that there was a real effect from one person's vote actually, in some senses, strengthens the argument that people were empowered. So, you know, you can look at it one either way. But yeah, we fixed it. And Hopefully uh, that doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Oscar envelope situation. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So what will you do next year? Because I'm assuming there will be more people whom you don't know. Will, yeah. will we open the pool to a much wider group? Or do you plan on having some sort of vetting system? Well, I, I, I definitely want to maintain uh, at the very least that... Um, and, and even this didn't happen quite this year, but I want to make sure that anybody that is a voter is somebody that I have direct access to be able to communicate with. Um, <laughs> Give me your cell number. <laughs> well, not necessarily that, but like at least I, w- I want to be able to like, you know, email them or, or message them or something if I need to track down something or clarify something. Um, there were a couple people that like I had to go through an intermediary to get in contact with when there were questions or issues. That was a little bit frustrating, but I think we can do that better next year. Yeah, no intermediary. They don't need a middleman. Wow. It's like, you have yeah. to talk to my agent. Okay. Well, <laughs> actually, there was another thing that happened that that um, I don't think was really public either, was that we had actually done the the first round oh, yeah. of uh, of nominations and... Um, and rankings, and we were about to close the entire thing when we had actually so so we hadn't gotten Sarah and Sharon from the UK to weigh in yet, and um, and it's and it was apparently because they basically had not been on Slack for a while and they weren't getting the message that that we were trying to get in contact with them to do this, and they came in like we finally got in touch with them like maybe two days before I was planning on closing down the whole thing, and <laughs> and Sarah was then super excited about it was like you know, all about doing that. And she's like, Oh, by the way, I feel like you don't have enough people in Europe in here. And I know some people that have played, you know, many hundreds of rooms, including this group that's played 800 and stuff like that. And, and, and basically made the case that if we didn't include them, we're going to not have a lot of coverage in the, in, in Europe essentially. And so we actually made the choice to reopen nominations for a few days to allow this new influx of super uber enthusiasts to come join us that actually resulted in like 50 more rooms being nominated and the list got expanded and then all the people had to go in and then incorporate the new nominations and stuff like that so we kind of had like a bonus round to uh in the last week just to make sure that the the list was more comprehensive and, and had more coverage so so we should warn future voters that it's going to be a lot of work and you have to write essays <laughs> Right, right. That will scare them all yeah. off. <laughs> I don't think we want to scare them off. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I also want to improve the improve the UI so that we can't have issues like the like the accidentally voting with the wrong column kind of thing, and have like a a confirmation screen that shows this is what you're you are submitting as your list. Is this right. correct? You know, no, makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. And on mobile. Yeah, I was trying to do it oh, on that's mobile. Right. Uh, it wasn't yeah. working too well for me. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That was another issue, absolutely. But yeah, you know that was that was all kind of whipped together in in a short period of time. So now I have all year to to actually build something more robust for next time. So wow. hopefully, I, hopefully I won't put it off too long. <laughs> then we can get like a database going because the website's not run off of a database. 
<laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Mike's like, what? Oh, it's not? Are you just, oh, like, no. dedicated to doing everything manually? No, no, like... it's not so much it was done manually. It was, it was, it's... It's it was all it's all calculated. It's all pre-calculated for us in Google Sheets, and then oh. and it, the Google Sheets actually create the HTML for us. Okay, yeah. cool. So, there is actually a database, but the database doesn't con- doesn't contain everything that makes it to the website. The database yeah. does contain all the rooms and all the rankings and all that stuff. Yes, oh. we don't have a CMS in the background right. doing the content management. So it was a lot of oh, we got to move it just. Two two pixels to the left. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. There was a lot of hackery going on to kind of get this all together. You know, on its first pass. Yeah. I mean, one thing I, I've I've been kind of thinking about slash dreading is like, you know, the current website is really built for like a one shot thing, and yes. like it needs to be totally reworked to to make it sort of like an annual thing where. Um, you know, there's different sections for previous years and stuff like that. And I think that's going to require it to be kind of like completely reimagined almost. No, very true. Especially if we want other people to log in and update their rankings mm-hmm. or nominate things and put in their profile. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of fun. Uh, yeah. It <laughs> makes me shudder thinking about all the stuff that needs I, to happen. I have for a this. question that could maybe get us off the, off the shuddering, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> off the website shuddering. Go ahead. So, uh, about the list itself, so were there any surprises for you when the final listing came out? Not really. I mean, you know, I think I think one of the coolest things that I have heard from a lot of the people that that uh, contributed, and I think this is probably the best thing that I could expect, is that most of the people that have looked at the list that contributed has have been like, yeah, that looks about right for the ones that I nominated. Like nobody seems shocked about i mean there were some that maybe did a little bit better than i expected but nothing that would just that just like made me go oh my god that that's crazy you know were there any that you any of you thought was unexpected it's difficult because i haven't played most of them Mm. i was happy that i had played a couple of them that made it to the list i think as i said before the most exciting aspect was being in the slack and watching people wondering which of the top three are going to, I, and they would all yeah. start guessing which the top three were yeah and they yeah. were almost all right and it was like yeah. ooh, but they were all trying to guess which one was number one right <laughs> oh yeah right. watching the the facebook live chat as well was, was pretty great <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> Although I, I think the the sad part is is because we have that ranking of one to twenty five, people are thinking, oh no, I got number two or number three, and it's like, no, no, I'd be quite happy to visit any one of these. Oh, absolutely, in this list because yeah. it is it is an amazing list. Yeah, mm-hmm. like twenty five doesn't imply that it's bad at all. Not at no, all. no, no way. Twenty five of the best rooms in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> One one thing that you can't actually see from the data that I thought was pretty cool is if you dive into the data a little bit more, there were two rooms, and that was the number one room, which is Ghost Hunter, Ernie Hudson, and the Wailing Woman, and also the number three room, which is uh, the Man from Beyond, Strange Bird Immersive. Those were the only two rooms in the list where if you compared them head-to-head by how people voted against all the other rooms, neither of those lost to any of the other rooms. So... And and number two actually did lose to one of the rooms by a tiny amount, but it but it did well enough against all the other ones that it that it still made it. But number one and number three basically tied with each other, and they all either tied or beat every other room. Wow! Wow! 
That's oh, impressive. And Strange Bird immersive is way down, and and oh man. Yeah, we got to go down. Got to get ourselves down to, to Houston and New Orleans. And well, the nice thing is, is that they're places. opening another one. So so if you yeah. just wait till they have two. Then it makes your trip twice as worthwhile. So there we go. So it sounds like you're going to be really busy next year. Yeah, actually, um, we're already discussing a couple trips to Europe to play a bunch of these rooms. So oh, yeah. also with escape rooms, but yeah. I meant oh, also is that what you with, meant? The, oh. with the brags as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That brags. too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what we can do is we can find a website person willing to be involved with us in a closer and intimate way. Absolutely. Oh, I, God, I would be up for that. <laughs> yeah. Could you please word it another way? <laughs> I was just about to be like, if you'd like to. No, wait. Ew, ew. That is harassment really, in advance. really likes to understand the web designer. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well worded, Errol. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah. Now I want to go to Germany as well. That's, yeah, that's gonna be. Oh. Well, fortunately, I got to go Need to Hamburg, money. and when we went to Moscow, Hamburg was our first stop, and so I was lucky enough to get to play all those ones on there, and they're awesome. Thank you so much. I think we are up to the fifty-five mark. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, I never thought I would make it this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we could go on for a long time. I know. You know it's about escape rooms. Totally, I could talk longer if I was. But Manpan keeps giving me these looks. You keep uh, saying inappropriate things. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the look I'm, I'm like. Time has nothing to do with that. Isn't that the calling card for your podcast? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> On the back of our business cards. It, it kind of is. Like the picture of us is basically me reacting to whatever inappropriate thing you just said. No, no, you're looking in the opposite direction, though. I could just be yeah, really happy. Yeah, because I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so uh, much rich bragg yeah. so if you want to find anything about the escape top escape rooms project enthusiast choice awards or known as t- t- the brags oh, you can go to <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering wait is he gonna say terpica or terpica <laughs> You could actually go to terpaka.com and maybe we should see if we can get the brags.com. Oh. <laughs> the brags. Uh-huh. And also, if you want to find more about Rich, Rich Bragg, you can go to cluekeeper.com. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Um, I would also want to say, like, if there's anybody out there listening that has played, you know, hundreds of rooms. And especially if they've played rooms that where we didn't really have good coverage, then please get in touch with me, and we would love to have you participate next time. Um, because I think one of the main goals for the next time is that we want to get better coverage in the areas we were deficient. So, or if you even know people that they that you feel like this person really needs to be part of this and they weren't, also let me know about that too. Okay, man, pans, do you want to talk us out? Yeah. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go, it's Rugburn. Because I was doing crunches, things, exercise. <laughs> no, no, Errol, Errol's what like, are you doing? I can't Errol's see. Errol's pointing at my elbow because oh. I was doing, I was doing exercises and I got a boo boo on it. So, 
Can you see man pans? Yes. I'm very sensitive skin. I oh, got rubbered oh, through go. my here yoga mat somehow. There, now you can there see her. <laughs> Hooray. I don't have my glasses on. There we go. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. You can go to <laughs> inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us at roomescapedivas at gmail.com. We love getting emails. Errol's trying to lick his non-existent wound or something. Uh, find us on Facebook. Click the like button. Tell us all the topics you want to do. Tell us all the... I don't know what he's being. Errol, stop he's being, being like a, a lizard or something. Twitter, use the hashtag R-E-Divas. And... Oh. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> I heard you can't oh lick your goodness. own elbow. That's what I was trying to do. Oh, you're trying. Oh. You, you, can't, you can't lick your own elbow. It was hard. You can't uh. see me shaking my head, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs>